Hey everybody, welcome to the Art of Relationship Show. Gonna have a little fun today, and I want you to be able to grade yourself, but also, could you ask your partner, your lover, your spouse, significant other, whatever, <laughs> what grade would they give you as a boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, as a spouse, okay? We're gonna talk about the grading criteria right after this, so don't go anywhere. The Art of Relationship Show is coming to you right now. Hey everybody, welcome back. The Art of Relationship show is live every Wednesday at 12 noon. Today, gonna be talking about grading criteria. What grade would you give you yourself as a partner? And then I want you to flip the script and ask your partner, you know what, what grade would they give you? And are you pretty close to the situation? I had somebody right, you know, right before the show went live said they give themselves a B plus. And I look at, man, that's actually pretty good. I wouldn't even give myself a B plus, you know? And we look at this situation, okay? What grade would you give yourself? And you can think about this, but first, okay, first, let's go after the grading criteria. What aspects would you, okay, uh, grade yourself, and we can break it down. Remember uh, GPA, if we remember all these aspects, okay, we are able to look at those elements about what the um, grading criteria are, uh, like you get a GPA, right? Okay, math, English, science, gym, art, maybe music, whatever it is, okay? So um, we have to break down what classes we're gonna grade your overall GPA. Okay, so we look at, okay, let's first talk about emotional support. You know what, what grade would your teacher, would your partner give you for being emotionally supportive to your relationship to them, okay? And we can look at, are you compassionate? Are you empathic? Do you actually care what your partner is going through? And what grade would you give yourself for being that? Some people, oh, I suck. I flunk at that. I give myself an F, right? Other people might be giving, oh, I'm fantastic. I'm terrific. I'll give myself an A with that. And now, are we able to look at the situation? Could we flip that script a little bit and look at, okay, what do we do? I'm thinking I'm an A and your partner thinks you're a C. Well, you better find out what it would take to bump up your grade a little bit, even maybe a half a grade, okay? Going from a B minus to a B, right? Um, not bad, right? It's above average. So, you know, first grading criteria, <coughs> excuse me, I want you to look at emotionally supportive. Are you compassionate? Do you actually care and show and express that you care about your partner's feelings? What they're going through, what bothers them? If they're having a bad day, maybe they lost a loved one, that type of situation, okay? Are you there for them emotionally? And it's very, very difficult trying to be there emotionally when it's hard to be there for ourselves emotionally, let alone if you have one kid, two kid, three kid, four kids and above. It's hard to be there and be all. Oh, we can't. We're not perfect, okay? So this is about a realistic aspect about what you would be happy with as a grade being emotionally supportive, right? Are you there for your partner? Okay, now, 
as you know, I talk about the title is, you know, you're great as a partner. So why don't we talk about the next criteria, grading criteria or class It's about being a partner. Okay. We talked about emotionally supportive, right? Now, what type of partner are you? Do you have each other's backs, right? If someone talks smack or talks poorly about you or about your partner, will your partner have your back or do they Let's face it, do they jump on the bandwagon? Oh yeah, I know he's like this. I know she's like this. She is something like this. She is something like this. And it is not that, you know, a right or wrong, but that will definitely drop your grade down. Probably to an F, if not maybe a D at best. When you start talking poorly about each other and being a partner, it's about do you have each other's back? And this also about, you know, being a partner could be reference to do you help each other clean the house right maybe you both work outside the house are you able to um help each other clean cut the grass you know that you're a partner in every essence of the word right maybe what does financial partner that you contribute equally to the finances to the bills right oh greg i'm uh, you know i hear that i'm a great partner right i contribute to Financially, I always rack up the credit cards and spend financially, and he or she pays the bills. That's a great partnership. That's not fair. <laughs> not at all. So we look at, you know, the essence of a partnership. Are you there for each other when it comes down to, you know, sharing household responsibilities? Maybe let's talk about bills, right? Maybe your partner pays half the bills, you pay the other half. Um, that type of thing. You pay all the utility bills, they'll pay the mortgage, car insurance, whatever. And not only financially, but actually making the payments. Maybe people have the auto bill turned on on whatever bills they have, right? Or maybe they actually manually make the checkout, who makes checks out anymore, or goes into the computer and, you know, types in the payment amount, the due date, all that stuff that you're actually doing it because it does take time. Hey, good morning, uh, Marla. I appreciate you tuning in. So when we talk about, you know, being a partner and, you know, we talked about emotionally supportive, absolutely. But talking about, do you have each other's backs? Can you count on each other? That is the aspect about, you know, the partnership that we're talking about the second grading criteria, okay? On the syllabus, if you will. Um, do you have each other's backs and what grade would you give yourself? And if you ask your partner, you know what, maybe what grade would you give me for, you know, being a partner for maybe that you take turns getting groceries? What about doing laundry? That type of aspect. Or if one person is working full time plus, you know, a week and the other one's not working outside the home and there's no kids. And you know what, is there an equal balance is there a huge, you know, sharing aspect about what happens inside the house? Okay, <clears throat> now, talking about, now this could be uh, different, this might not be on your grading syllabus, okay? Um, hey, Michelle, I appreciate you tuning in. This might not be on everybody's syllabus, right? <clears throat> about parenting, okay? Now, this is, you know, very difficult, right? You have, we could break parenting down as far as a, its own grading criteria and what it is on the syllabus and the uh, what happens to be a great, an A parent, right? I, I don't think a lot of people are A parents. Let's be real, right? I wasn't. Let's honest, right? And I get an A plus. What what the heck does that mean? Can, 
Can we be there, you know, all the time for our kids? No, we can't, okay? But what type of parent, what grade would you give each other for being a parent? Are you there for your kids mostly? Are you actively involved in the kids' health, right? Medical, maybe treatment, if there are treatment issues going on, doctor's appointments. Are you able to ebb and flow? Are you able to give and take? Are you able to take turns, maybe a simplistic term, about you know going to doctor's appointments, that type of thing, dentist appointments? What about uh, being involved in the kids' activities? Maybe they're in you know, gymnastics, they're in dance, they're in football, baseball, uh, maybe music type aspect. Are you actively involved in your kids' activities? And this is very difficult when somebody, say, works second shift or afternoon shift and their kids' activities are at night, but you're at work and you can't miss work all the time. So you have to take all this into consideration. Also about maybe are you supportive to your kids? Are you mostly there for your kids. Now, this might be a very difficult grading criteria as a parent. What grade would you give yourself as a disciplinarian? Ooh, there you go. Are you the type of parent that always wants to be the kid's friend and always there for them, always picking them up, always, you know, spoiling them emotionally or never saying no to your kid? You need to give yourself a failing grade. Let's be honest, okay? I know it's emotionally hard, it's emotionally tough, but that's not being a, a parent. That's telling your kid whatever they want to do, and that's not, you know, being a great parent. So you need to give yourself an F. You know, are you allowing your kid to take responsibility for their actions? Uh, are they becoming more, you know, disciplined as they age? Are they making smart decisions? Are you holding them accountable for their actions, right? All these can come into play as um, a grade criteria for your kids, okay? <clears throat> now, coming back into communication, let's face it, it's very, very rare someone calls up, you know, a new client, hey, hey, Greg, you know, we want to come in, we're looking for some help. Okay, what's going on? And probably 90% of the people at least will say, 90% communication. I'm like, okay, communication. What does that mean? Everybody knows. Is it that you communicate well, but you don't understand each other? Or is it based on perception? Greg, okay, the grading criteria in this category would be, are you able to listen to each other? Do you actually hear each other? And do you understand each other? An A would be 100%, right? Maybe an A minus would be pretty close, you know, not bad. I'm not perfect. Nobody is perfect, okay? We might not hear each other or we misinterpret some things. It happens. Every relationship goes through this. But overall, what grade would you give yourself for in this area about as far as communication? Do you listen well? Are you able to hear your partner? What about you? Do you assume your partner reads your mind? Do you assume your partner knows everything that goes on with you and you're like, no, that's on you. That would mean maybe you're a poor communicator because you're not cluing your partner in what's going on with you. Maybe you're not feeling well. Maybe you had a bad day at work. Maybe you're going through some, you know, maybe personal or life trauma in the past, but you're cluing, you're not cluing them in, okay? You're not being able to be transparent in your communication and what's going on with 
you, okay? You get people, oh, I'm going to go out with the buddies, go out with friends, right? Men, women, doesn't matter. Go out with their girlfriends, go out with their male friends, whatever. Go watch a sporting event, go to a concert, movie, whatever, right? Just get together. Okay, I'm going to be two hours. And then you find out you're back uh, five hours later. And you're wondering why your partner's, well, you knew I was going out, you know what? But you told me, you communicated with me, you would be uh, at such and such, you'd be back home, right? Not about being controlling, but it's about mutual respect and common courtesy, okay? And are you able to communicate, hey, you know what? I'm running late. You know what? I'm going to be a little longer than I anticipated, okay? No, I'm sorry. I hope everything's okay. Are you communicating when there's changes in schedules or changes into your plan and what's going on? So what grade would you give yourself as far as communication, right? Are you great at communicating? Are you great at listening, right? We might be great at listening, but we might be terrible at communicating what's going on with us right here in our heart and soul. Sounds easy. It's not for a lot of people, okay? Some people... Um, are poor communicators for the fact that they don't want to cause problems, right? I don't want to say something that's going to upset or piss my partner off or make them mad or, let's face it, hurt their feelings. So I'm going to keep eating those feelings, eating those feelings. But by not communicating those, we're sort of taking all the decision-making power away from our partner, right? We're not giving them the opportunity to fix it, to make it better, to understand what's going on with us. And that's not fair. It's not fair to yourself, number one. Number two, it's not fair to your partner because they're not able to do anything about it. And number three, it's not fair or, you know, legit to your relationship. Let's be honest, okay? So now, I mentioned about respect when it comes to communication, right? Now, let's get to this criteria as well, okay? Going down the line, if you will, or going down the the syllabus when it comes down to your grade. What about respect, okay? Is there a lot of respect in your relationship, okay? Do you respect one another? This goes the way you talk to each other, the way you care about your actions and how they affect one another. Are you able to look at that? And where would you look at, you know, your grade, would it be a C, what would it take to get it to a B? Or if it's a B, could you get it up to an A minus? Is there a lot of respect in your relationship or is it only one way, right? Your partner respects you, shows you a lot of respect, but you're like, screw that. I, I don't have to respect my partner. I'm a man, Ooh. right? <laughs> or I, I'm, a, I'm a woman. I don't have to respect that. I get whatever I want. I'm like, whoa. Right there, that's being disrespectful. So you have to look at, you know, are you respecting your partner? And what does your grade look like for you respecting one another, okay? And again, remember, ask each other about that, okay? Now, oh, real quick, I forgot. I posted right uh, below this video. I had to check for a little bit. You get a chance, if you share this video or the post below about the show, you get a chance to win a copy of my book, Love, Sex, and Everything in Between, A Relationship Guide. Here's the back of it. 
so lights don't hit it that well. There you go. It's available on Amazon as well. You get a chance to win a free copy by just sharing the live video on your timeline or sharing the post about the show below this. And I even pay for shipping, okay? So please share that. You get a chance to um, win a free copy. And I'll even sign or write a little note to it, okay? So please share it and get a chance to win that. And I'll announce the winners uh, tomorrow morning, hopefully, okay? And also, if you're looking for some, you know, legal help, you know, family problems, uh, other legal challenges, check out dfwnplc.com. dfwnplc.com. They're great. They're actually honest, good people. They care about you. So check them out, okay? Now, with we left off with the respect factor, okay? Now, what about fun, right? What about fun in a relationship? Maybe you don't want fun in a relationship. Are you playful in a relationship? Are you fun-loving? What grade would you give yourself as being fun-loving, playful in your relationship, right? And we all go through stuff, right? We get tired. We get exhausted. But are you fun-loving? Are you easy to get along with? Are you playful? Do you like joking around? Or do you take things so serious all the time that you're always taking things, um, what do I want to say? You're defensive. There we go. That's a good word for it, right? We get so defensive. Someone plays with us, jokes around, oh my God, knock it off. You know, we want to bite each other, bite someone's head off, right? We're, we're acting upset, ticked, pissed all the time that we have a, you know, huge rock boulder, you know, on our shoulder, right? The chip on our shoulder is not just a chip, it's a boulder. So, when you're fun-loving in a relationship and you're playful, and this is very difficult maybe for me. I love being playful. I love joking around, and I work a lot, okay? So this could come into a situation. Maybe you're all work and no play. What would your grade be in that situation? And what would it take to jump it up a, a notch? Maybe someone is all serious all the time, very stoic, and they don't like joking around, and maybe you're okay with that. Maybe you're fine with that, and it's not important to you that they are fun-loving, playful, happy-go-lucky, easy, easy-going, that type of situation. Uh, what would your grade be on fun-loving? Again, right? It's subjective, right? Go, you know, when I taught t college classes for years, you know, we try to be objective, right? There is some subjectivity, but you want to be objective, right? You want to look at, did this meet the criteria of the class? Plain and simple, right? <laughs> so, now, a huge one, let's face it, one of the important ones um, that are coming to, we got two left, okay, of the grading criteria. This is looking at trust worthiness. Are you trustworthiness? Where is your grade in that relationship? If it's a D, what would it take to get it up to a C or B? Most people, we want to be A's, right? When it comes to trust, right? And trust cuts across every aspect in a relationship. We talked about emotional support. We talked about, you know, having each other's back when it comes down to um, being emotionally supportive or somebody is talking poorly about you. Do you jump on that bandwagon or do you, ha hey, knock it off. You're not going to talk that way about my partner, my husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend. Hey, you're not going to talk that. I'm not going to allow it. Do you jump in and do does your partner trust that you'll they'll have your back? Not only trustworthiness comes with, you know, do you back up 
with what you say you're going to do, okay? I'm gonna take care of this, but you always forget. Well, I'm gonna take care of this and you forget. I'm gonna take care of this and you don't follow through, right? And sort of trust, you know, being trustworthy comes across maybe part of respect as well, right? We can tie that in, but as a separate category, what grade would you get for being trustful, okay? Would you get an A? Would you get a B? Does that mean, you know what, I know they're going to have my back. I know they're always going to be there. You know, everybody assumes that it's about cheating. And let's face it, yes, it can be about cheating. Absolutely. You know, it could be emotionally cheating, physical cheating, that type of situation. But also doing something that is not okay in a relationship, okay, whatever it is, okay. Maybe it's drinking too much. Maybe it's about using um, illegal substances, narcotics. Maybe it's about gambling too much, that type of thing, that you know that your partner can trust you, that you're not going to cause damage to the relationship. It also comes down to, you know, we talked about, you know, financial aspects about what it is about being a partner, um, as an aspect about being in a partner earlier, maybe you can trust that your partner is not going to spend all the money and you have no money to make the rent or mortgage payment, to make the car payments, that type of situation. Maybe you trust your partner, they're not going to blow everything on stuff that doesn't matter. And now you can't afford to buy groceries or diapers for the kids, you know, that type of situation. So trust comes across in so many elements of the, you know, the realm of things. A lot of people look at trust as far as cheating, right? But there's so many dynamics about trust in the situation. Um, I've worked with couples years and years ago where one thought the husband was going to work every day and found out, got fired, and him and the buddy got fired at the same time from the same job, and they were going fishing every morning instead of going to work for two months. They thought, their husbands were working and you think, oh, where's the money, whatever. Uh, they thought their husband was going to work and also find out they're going out fishing. They got fired, okay? That's a huge breach of trust, you think? And would that affect the family? Would that affect each person in that relationship? Hell to the yes. So trustworthiness cuts across all facets and domains. Again, it's what grade would you give yourself, okay? Now, maybe the category everybody was talking about or maybe wanting to talk about, what grade would you give yourself sexually as a lover? I have people out there, man, I give myself an A as a lover. Man, I'm great sexually. And their partner's looking like, rolling their eyes like, oh boy, they think that, but they're actually a D. <gasps> would you be, <laughs> would you be, crushed? Would you be devastated that your partner thinks you're a D as sexually, as a sexual being, as a lover, right? Now, you can break down so many different areas. I could give, you know, grade as a lover, and I've done this uh, probably over a year ago, what your grade is as a lover. And sexually, we could talk about maybe sensuality, right? We can also talk about, you know, technique, foreplay, um, kissing all over do you is it you make your partner feel loved and wanted and craved and not just like a piece of meat right or do you just lay there oh i can't wait till you're done let me know when you're done are you the type you know sexually that you feel like you're not engaged you're not involved you just lay there men women 
happens, right? That, oh, you're just having sex out of obligation. That's sort of like an F, right? Ugh. No, and that's a poor grade. But you look at what it would take to kick it up a notch. Maybe you have to improve uh, with oral sex. Maybe you want to improve kissing more. Maybe lasting a little, little longer, right? What else? Maybe being more risque and more taking more risks sexually. You want to try different positions. Maybe you want to have sex in the living room instead of always in the bed. Maybe you want to listen to more music. You want more passion, more romance. When was the last time that you could be more spontaneous sexually? Or can you, you know, sort of paint by number, know what's going to happen step by step? Some people love that and they're okay with that. Where some people, they want to mix it up a little bit. So what grade would it give your partner sexually? And this one is very, very difficult. Remember I said a while ago that you don't want to, or a lot of people when communicating, they don't want to hurt their partner's feelings or hurt their, you know, hurt their soul or piss them off and cause an argument. This is one area that definitely can do it. If your partner asks you, what grade would you give me sexually? And you say, I give them a a C minus. I give you a C minus. And they flip out. See if I ever give you any more. Any times. I can't believe you did that. You're mean. You're And you can't talk like an adult. You can't have a mature conversation about, dang, man, I get that. That sucks. What can I do to be better? What can I do to give maybe a B from a C minus? Ooh, that's a big jump, right? What are things that you can do? Maybe hygiene has a big thing to do that gets in the way of your sexual grade. Uh, maybe trying different things. Maybe it's all about you sexually and it's not about your partner. It's about pleasing that type of situation, right? Maybe you want to try one person is, you know, very, um, maybe not that risk-taking, maybe not that adventurous sexually. They just want sex missionary position all the time and they're cool with that. Again, nothing wrong with it, but and their partner wants to get into bondage and dominatrix or maybe wants to, uh, you know, get into maybe some more S&M type aspects. Maybe want to try, you know, butt plugs or anal beads or they want to try some other pegging type of stuff. And you both are at two opposites of the spectrum, which happens, right? And those can be relationship or marriage deal breakers. Absolutely. But in a sense, what would it take to kick up your sexual Great. Now, you add all these up, right? Like I said, emotionally supportive, being actual a partner, having each other's backs, you know, cleaning the house, that type of thing. You know, you're great as a partner if you do have kids, that type of situation, communicating, listening, actually hearing each other, understanding each other, that you're fun-loving, you know, playful, that type of stuff, trustworthiness, and the last one is sex. Now, when you add all these up, right, what would the average grade be as your overall grade as a partner, as a spouse, right? What would it be? And what would it take? And what areas that I mentioned need improvement to kick up your grade point average a little bit, okay? And if you don't care about becoming a better partner, you know what? That's sad. And my question to you is, why would your partner want to be with you if you don't care about improving in a certain area? Now, let me refresh this, okay? Now, if it's something that is totally against the essence or who you are, what your values and morals are, 
you know, I don't want anyone to sell those out. So there might not be any improvement in that GPA and decisions have to be made. So overall, what areas that I mentioned need improvement to kick up your GPA a little bit? And also, you know, what needs to be done and overall to kick up your grade as a partner? What needs to be done? Check out theartofrelationships.org. That's my website. You know, go over to my Facebook page, like it, please follow me on Detroit's Love Guru. YouTube is the Art of Relationship Show. Check me out all over the place, YouTube, or I already said that, sorry, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, I'm all over the place, okay? Everybody, take care, have a great day, and remember, share the video for a chance to win my book, Love, Sex, and Everything in Between, a relationship guide. There's the back. Sorry, the lights hit it uh, too much. It's available on Amazon. Share the video for a chance to win, and I'll announce the winners tomorrow morning, okay? Peace, love to everybody out there. Take care. And remember, the show every Wednesday, 12 noon Eastern time.